Hello everyone. My name is Dr. A.K. Singh. I am Senior Consultant Endocrinologist at GT Hospital and Diabetes Institute, Calcutta, as well as I'm Visiting Consultant at Sun Valley Hospital and Diabetes Research Center at Guwahati. This evening, I'm going to present you one interesting case, and then I will present you how to approach this particular and little complicated case. A 57-year-old man with type 2 diabetes for the last four years, having hypertension for the last four years, has been recently detected microalbinuria. He has a history of acute coronary syndrome one year ago. Right now, he is complaining of generalized weakness and presented to you in OPD. Uh, if you take the medication history, he is right now on metformin one milligram twice daily and getting some maximal dose of sulfonylurea glimipride four milligram once daily, apart from statin antihypertensive drug as well as a spirit. His current laboratory report suggests uh, uncontrolled diabetes with uh, HV1C of 8.2%, plasma glucose of 198 and prandial blood glucose of 257. I remind you again, he's on submaximal dose of sulfonylurea, glimipride 4 milligram once daily, and metformin 1 gram twice daily, and this is his current glycemic status. If you look into the renal function, his uh, creatinine is 1.1, and if you calculate each CFR at this age, it's 65 ml per minute, and he has got the urine albumin creatinine ratio of 150 gram per gram at the moment. On examination, everything is fine. His BP is well controlled, as I told you. He is obese. His BMI is 31 kilogram per square meter. The systemic examination reveals no abnormality. His cardiovascular abdominal chest findings are perfectly normal. Now let's look into how to approach this symptom. So to summarize this case, he's a 57-year-old man man who had a history of MI a year back. He's known hypertensive and diabetic as four years. His sugar is not well controlled at the moment and HbA1c is hovering 8.2%. His fasting PP is reasonably uncontrolled. Fasting is 157. blood sugar is 238. Despite that, his blood pressure and lipids are perfectly all right. We need to take care of his glucose control. Now, what to do in this particular case? Now, if you look into the difference between the required target HPA1C of this instrument, his HPA1C is currently 8.2%. In this particular case, uh, we expect that his HPA1C should be reasonably somewhere between 6.5 to 7%. So he is 1 to 1.5% higher to the target when it comes to the glucose control. Now, how to achieve a good glycemia? Now, when we look into this case, there is one compelling indication that will treat the entire diabetes management. You know, compelling indication is history of MI. Now, if you look into the guidelines, ADA ESC guideline, as well as ESC ESC guideline, currently recommends that if you have got a history of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease or heart failure or kidney disease, one has to be either on a CLT2 inhibitor or CLT1 receptor agon. In fact, European Society of Cardiology recommend that someone who had history of MI 
should be basically first put on either a CLT2 or CLT1, and metformin comes at the second line. But since this gentleman is already receiving metformin in a two-gram dose and sulfonylurea, and it's still requiring a good glycemic control, so this case merits a typical indication of using a CLT2 inhibitor. So naturally, the choice of anti-diabetic drug in this gentleman should be a CLT2 inhibitor. Now, the CLT2 inhibitor has got the ability to reduce HP1C by 0.7 to 0.8%. And in this particular case, we need to reduce HP1C by 1.2 to 1.5% to come to the target of somewhere between 6.5 to 7%. So we need an additional drug other than a CLT2 inhibitor that will not provoke hypoglycemia, but will bring down the HVLC target to between 6.5 to 7. Now, as I said, a CLT2 is a compelling indication in this case because the gentleman has got the history of MR. It is a crime that this gentleman is not yet receiving a CLT2 inhibitor despite he has got the history of MR. Now, to achieve the HVLC of 1.2 to 1.5%, we need two anti-diabetic drugs, which is absolutely safe, which is cardiac-friendly, which is renal-friendly. Remember, this gentleman has also got microalbinuria, so we also need to take care of his kidney, apart from the heart. So we need two anti-diabetic medications which do not have the ability to potentiate hypoglycemia, which is reasonably fine to be tolerated, and which has got the additional ability to protect it. Now, the two oral anti-diabetic drug which comes to my mind to be reasonably able to reduce HPLC by 1.2 to 1.5% would be a combination of a CLT2 and a DPP-4 inhibitor. Now, while choosing between a CLT2 and DPP-4 combination therapy, we need to be, again, you know, evidence-based at the moment. Now, if you look into the basket of the CLT2 inhibitor, in a background history of MR, if you look back into any CLT2 inhibitor for that matter, the impagliflozin is one exception to the rule in the sense that this is the only CLT2 inhibitor at the moment which has shown a prolonged survival in the form of reducing cardiovascular death and all cause death, which other CLT2 inhibitor could not show uh, in their respective cardiovascular outcome trial. So if I have to choose a CLT2 amongst available CLT2, I will opt for impagliflozin in this particular. So what about DPP-4 inhibitor? As you all know, DPP-4 inhibitor has also underwent their respective cardiovascular outcome trial, of which citagliptin and lanagliptin has come with a neutral outcome without any side effects. As you all remember, we had several DMA trials where sexagliptin had shown a significant increase in heart failure hospitalization. There was also some hint with alogliptin, although that was seen in a post hoc analysis. However, neither citagliptin nor linagliptin shows any signal of increase in heart failure hospitalization. So if I had to choose between a DPP-4 inhibitor, you need to choose either between citagliptin or linagliptin. Now, linagliptin uh, has got one additional uh, you know, data, especially in the setting of kidney disease, that it has shown 
a significant reduction in progression from micro to macro albumin. Although this data is also there with the citagliptin, but that was only seen in a post hoc analysis. In the Carmelina trial, the rhinagliptin shown a significant reduction in progression from micro to macro albuminum. So we have got good, uh, you know, riding evidence with lanagliptin in reducing or in reduction of progression from micro to macro albuminum. Furthermore, a combination of impagliflozin and lanagliptin, uh, if you look into the fixed dose combination of tablebular CLT2 and TP4, perhaps these two combo has got a best evidence backup at the moment. So to me, the most preferred SCLT2 and DPT4 combination in this particular case, having a history of MI and microalbinuria, would be a combination of impagliflozin and linagrip. We don't have any combination of citagliptin with uh, SCLT2 inhibitor at the moment. If there would have been a combination of impagliflozin with citagliptin, you could also you could have chosen this combination. But this combination is not available. So if you look into the available combo of SCLT2 and DPP4 inhibitor, right now the best evidence data lies with impagliflozin and linagliptin fixed dose combination. Now this combination would help this gentleman in giving both cardiac and renal advantage as well as we could be able to achieve a reasonable HVNC target of 6.5 to 7% because a combo of IMPA with LANA would likely reduce HVNC by 1.2 to 1.5%. And therefore, we would be reasonably able to achieve our target in this. Furthermore, the combination of impagliflozin and lanagliptin uh, if you look into the data, has not shown any significant increase in hypoglycemia. Now, if this gentleman develops hypoglycemia ever, I would reduce the dose of glimiparide rather than uh, touching the impagliflozin and linagliptin. The combination of impa and linagliptin also has got one advantage that, as you all know, that combination of the CLT2 and DPP4 inhibitor uh, produces less genital tract infection compared to the monotherapy with the SCLT2 in it. A combo of DPT4 and SCLT2 has been found to have significantly less genital tract infection, as much as less by 50% compared to the CLT2 monotherapy. So considering uh, this high-risk case who had a history of MI in past and currently having microalbinuria, so we are dealing with diabetic nephropathy as well. Tim to use a combination of impagliflozin and linagliptin, which has got the best evidence so far for the cardiovascular protection with impagliflozin and linagliptin have to some extent of reducing kidney disease by preventing progression of microalbinuria to the macroalbinuria. I think the best bet and choosing between the anti-diabetic drug, uh, I would be tempted to use a fixed dose combination of impact and lanagliptin. Thank you very much for your patience, Jesse.